Hello, everybody. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Just Bleed Radio. Today is Sunday, March 3rd, 2024, and this is the Weekend Roundup. What's up, guys? This is the Weekend Roundup. My name is LazyBed, and you may know me from my exploits across various YouTube live chats. Joining me today are my usual co-hosts and cohorts, sitting both geographically and theoretically to either side of me. On my left, he is the Count Casuals and the voice of the hottest Hamzat Chimaya breakdown still blowing up the internet. Danger Mouse, say what's up. Hi guys, how you doing? And to my proverbial right, former high school wrestling standout and current mixed martial arts analytical mastermind, my good homie and yours, Austin, a.k.a. No Special. Austin, say hello. Hello, guys. How you doing? Yeah, thank you. Great introduction, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, with those pleasantries out of the way, that was a pretty shitty co-main and main event last night, huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking trash, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually slightly invested in the main event just because that was um, where the Discord Survivors League was uh, going to end because Cole picked Rosenstruck and I had Gazeev. Uh, so congratulations, Cole Hughes, uh, the for winning the first season of uh, the Survivors League. Did you get voted off the island? Is that what happened? <laughs> it was just picking the winners from the main events. So, yeah. Oh, yeah now it just starts over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There you go. I have a chance. <laughs> so you tell him you have a chance. <laughs> but yeah, very mid-fight. I mean, what can you say, really? Gazeev just gassed out within about... I think he got a takedown late in the end of round one, didn't he? And then that seemed to be pretty much... He pretty much blew his load there, I think. Uh, showed a bit of strength in round two, and that was it. And then it was just Rosenstruck. Slapping a slapping a jab into his face for the rest of the fight. Uh, I'm a big fan of the jab. You know, I like Sean Strickland, but I don't need to see a fat guy getting beaten up by it. It's a nice jab. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I. What what else can you say? It's like he'd only been to the third round ever in his career, like once, and the rest of his fights have been in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe one or two in the second. Like what? Uh, even if he trained, it's not the real thing. You know, when someone's actually hitting you and it's hurting you and you have the adrenaline dump after the first, like you could tell he wasn't ready. I mean, his mouth was open the entire second yes. and third round. Mm-hmm. And then going into the fourth, it was just open and his mouthpiece kept flying out. And you could tell he's bloody in the face and just wasn't even throwing anymore. The whole situation with this corner. You know, just ignoring his pleas of, like, I can't see. I thought he was injured, like, he couldn't, like, I thought he was, like, saying, like, there's something wrong with my jaw, which is why I thought his mouth was open. But turns out it just was him being gassed and he couldn't see. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's fine. <laughs> do, do we think any part of that was maybe him having a bad-fitting mouthpiece? I think Bisping mentioned that on the broadcast. Yeah, it could be. It wouldn't it, be surprising. Hey, look, he wanted to spit that thing out in like the first round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the whole fight, his mouth was open. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, for, just for, in breathing, though, more than anything else. For those that don't know, of course, we're talking about uh, last night's main event. Jarzio Rosenstrike took on Shamil Gaziev, I, I think, or Gaziev, I think they were pronouncing it Gaziev. Yeah, uh, sounds about right. Five rounder in the heavyweight division, but a couple of big fat fatties. The <laughs> uh, thir- thirteen and five Rosen strikes. Uh, well, I guess he's thirteen or fourteen and five now. Uh, yeah. Fighting out at ATT, uh, took on the twelve and one, now twelve and one, uh, formerly undefeated Gazeev, who comes out of Bahrain. Yeah, so. It needs to go back there. Mm. I don't think he needs to go anywhere. He just needs to. He needs a. He needs to stay right. on the undercard. Undercard. 
lower level heavyweights. He went from being on a contender series to having one fight against a guy who was Boudet. Was that was that? Yeah, it was Martin Boudet. Yeah, Canadian heavyweight, right? And yeah. that guy wasn't like your typical heavyweight either. He's just kind of like a guy who shows up to the gym and became a heavyweight, you know, fighter. And um, this is kind of like the, you know, the where mid heavyweights are good enough to enter the UFC, but then there is a step above them where there's like UFC heavyweights, and then there's the top tier. Because everybody, this is heavyweight. You don't necessarily need to be the greatest fighters. You just need to be able to show up and be able to Get hit hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That there's a difference. And Rhett, tonight he we saw the difference between you know guys who are great yeah. or you know mid tier heavyweights and guys who aren't there yet. Gaziev's you know not. I'm not going to say he's a world beater. He definitely has a chin. He, Took some hellacious shots, but you know it's not like Jarzinho stepped on the gas all the all throughout the night. He just happened to have a consistency, and then you know landed combinations here and there. You know, yeah. nothing special. Was, once that gas tank was gone, he was Biggie Boy was just able to style on him and just do virtually whatever the fuck he wanted. Like it was. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, Gazeev, like you said, Austin, you know they they kind of fast tracked him here, and I think. Part of that is them stacking 299 and 300 the way they have with all these names. When you're stacking cards like that, you're only going to have so many guys left over that to, to yeah. patch together cards with. And this was, you know, kind of a perfect example of one of those sort of fights where he was fast tracked way too quickly, and it showed. It showed big time. Um, the, the the real downside here is you want to say that with some more uh, time and some, some more fights under his belt that Gazeev could have a potential future at heavyweight, but I'm pretty sure the dude's already like 34. So even at, he's not, he's not the oldest for heavyweight, but it's still not good, you know, but at his, at his uh, level that he's at currently, like, I don't know, man, Uh, kind of just the mid tier uh, apex guy going forward. I think. Yeah. There's a place for that in the UFC. I mean, surely. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so they cut your ass. Yeah. Well, he's not there yet. Let's see when he's on a three-fight losing skid and they need another heavyweight main event at the Apex, right? <laughs> well, you know, let's not have more crappy heavyweight main event at the Apex. <laughs> I'm just I'd... saying there was a standard set, so... <laughs> I'd have much rather have seen Erseg and Schnell uh, as the main event. Fair. Or even Umar, quite frankly. Uh, so is that probably about all we can say about that main event there? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything pretty. It was just another heavyweight fight. Guy who wasn't ready for it, like you said. Like, you, you even said it too. Yeah, you fast-tracked him. This is, mm. this is the result of that. <laughs> That's it. There's not much more to say. So do we do we have any thoughts on what might be next for Jarzinho? Gatekeeper for heavyweight top ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's in that same sort of uh age range that Gazeev's in, which like we said, you know, it's not terrible for heavyweight, but he's got a more established track record. Uh he only seems to lose a more established track record of losing to anyone who's good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He only seems to lose <laughs> to the really good guys. If you stick him in there with a guy like a Gazeev, like he's going to beat him. It's... Yeah. Everybody's favorite, Chris Dorcas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, remember what he did to Alistair over oh, 23 seconds. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like yeah, you had said Alistair over him. I mean, that's another one, too. Like, yeah. He maimed that fucking man's <laughs> lip. He maimed him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we really do with them from here. I seen somebody on, uh, I think it was the MMA fighting live chat. They suggested match him up with the winner of Tybora and Tuivasa next week. Yeah, I thought Ty uh, might be a good option for him. Why not Derek Lewis? Yeah, yeah, equally fine. Shocking that they've never fought before. I think they're both on. Um... Both on that trajectory to fight each other, you know, it's 
do or die for Derek Lewis at this point, and Biggie oh. Boy needs another name, you know, a legit name. Just, uh, just don't stick the fight in Texas because Lewis always loses in Texas. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. They might just put it in Vegas just for that. There you go. <laughs> Heavyweight main event right there. Apex card. Yeah, there's your Apexy oh, Apex card right there. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do it. I picked the most heavyweight of heavyweight fights. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move this thing along here. Let's move it on to uh, the co-main event here, which is a bit more interesting than the main event, but not, not the greatest fight. We had... Uh, Vitor Petrino versus Tyson Pedro in the light heavyweight division. What do you guys think about this little shindig right here? Take it away. <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and quite frankly, take it away. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to find words of positive outcomes, and I couldn't. I'm having. I'm struggling. Um, no, it's a. It's a. You know how we say middleweighty middleweights? This felt like that, but at light heavyweight. It's just, it was another fight. And honestly, Vitor is that athletic dude. You saw how he went for a takedown and then zoomed back to the back of Pedro and then jumped back up after the, you know, the takedown attempt was defended. And Pedro was kind of in the fight at points, but just didn't seem to pressure. You know, Vitor essentially just kind of continued to pressure forward land occasionally the leg kicks were there the you know the combination seemed to be there for him but not all they not you could tell these guys were not it seemed like it was a harder fight for both men for some reason than it needed to be and i don't know if that's just because this is like heavyweight or if it's just that one of them you know ended up putting his gloves down and we'll probably talk about that later but it, it just felt like there was something lacking did they move the ele- the apex to elevation or something <laughs> not card. It, I, I mean you wouldn't even, i mean i wouldn't even doubt that but I, I just felt like there was something that was just off in this fight and you know i it, it was close pedro could have won had he put forward a, a better effort but you know it is what it is this is light heavyweight this is par for the course <laughs> yep. Standard procedure kind of there. Yeah. Danger, you got any thoughts on there? Uh, no, as he said as Austin said it was was a very middleweighty, middleweighty light heavyweight fight. Um <laughs> no no dispute about the result or anything. Uh, I'm not quite sure how uh Tyson won one round, but it is what it is, as they uh, as they like to say. Uh, you know, Pedro's not my favorite guy. He beat Khalil Roundtree and he beat Paul Craig. So, glad uh, <laughs> to see the back of him. Uh, but all I can give him really is his uh, fun, uh, fun as hell um, samurai celebration that he did uh, that time. I forget who it was he beat, but the end, the entire court, you know, cleaned the blade and sheathed it. That was fantastic. Was that- uh, pleasure man. Well, I think it was a pleasure man. Yes, it yes. was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, other than that, there's just his retirement to talk about. So yeah, uh, I actually I took notes sadly on both these fights, and I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna get into them. I'm not gonna break this fucking shit fest down. <laughs> uh, but as, as far as like a summary, I did have I had a decent little summary at least for this fight. Uh, I, coming into this fight, there was sort of anticipation that this was going to be a bit of a, a slugfest and a bit of a war, and somebody was probably going to go down. I, I think the same thing was could be said about the main event. Like, neither one of these fights really lived up to the the, the anticipation coming in that these were just going to be slobberknockers. Like, somebody was going down, and it was probably happening in the first round. Didn't happen in either one. Uh, well, th- the main event ended, but. Yeah, nevertheless. Uh, as far as this fight goes, though, so it didn't it didn't meet the anticipation coming in. It was it was a lot more calculated than a brutal, which I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, Petrino he looked strong and capable, but for whatever reason, it was like he never really put the pedal down. And Pedro, the the 
longer the fight went on, the older and more unsure he looked. Like mm-hmm. the more older, unsure man. Uh, <laughs> he had a good success with the calf kick early, but he kind of got away from that. And he he just never seemed to like find a, a way around Petrino's game plan. Uh, fairly easy but uneventful win for Petrino, who is a guy that I got a lot of high hopes for and I used to have a lot of high praise for. But I don't know. He did what he had to do to get the victory. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, I guess we can get into this now. After the fight, he called out Anthony Smith. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's a pretty, uh, you know. It's a it's a call out with name value, but you're not really challenging yourself, are you? Well, I don't know what a Wednesday either. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he's a number one contender. It's not like he's number ten in the. Uh, is he? Smith, yeah, ten rank. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. There you go. Serious call. The physical ten. That's what he's calling out. This happens to be Anthony Smith. I think he's just doing the math, and he's like, "Well, if I get if I get Anthony Smith, that puts me in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, okay, kind of like well, a, absolutely. easiest way to get your foot in the door of the top ten. Yeah, that's fair. I I, I respect that. Yeah, Sadly. top ten. I was going to say top fifteen. There's Dominic Reyes there, but <laughs> no, god damn it, this fucking division sucks. Absolute <laughs> trash. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean. Outside of that, I yeah, go. I don't know. Do you guys, you guys have any thoughts on the whole Anthony Smith call out, or you know, it's a call out. It's a thing. I mean, you could say it. You know, it's like calling out a guy who literally hasn't been able to get a win except over other mediocre light heavyweights, and that's it. And of course, Smith dismissed it and said, you know, oh, I, I beat him seven days a week. Blah blah blah. Sure. I do. Okay. Typical Anthony. I beat everybody on paper. Smith. That's every fighter, isn't it? Really. (laughs) Smith has a particular way of saying it. (laughs) Well, it is a cheeky call out. Calling out a top ten guy. Especially with him being in the studio at the desk. I mean, you you Mm -hmm. know you're going to get an immediate response. (laughs) Oh yeah. Can't fault him there. Um, other than that, you guys, uh, did you catch, well, of course, Tyson Pedro retired afterwards, laid down the gloves, but did you catch his post-fight interview at all? I just I listened, read it. Uh, I, I, I just listened to it just before the show, funnily enough. Okay, so, uh, of course, uh, for those that didn't watch it or didn't catch it, uh, he basically discussed how he, he's in kind of dire financial strains right now and uh, joked about potentially robbing somebody in the parking lot on the way out. So, you know, what do you guys think about that that situation he finds himself in? Uh, being a UFC veteran of multiple fights and and uh, not knowing how he's going to live going forward. You want to take this one, Mouse? Uh, I can do, I guess. Um, obviously, he's in some kind of financial trouble. I don't know where it's come from. Uh, it seems to be that... Uh, He's losing money effectively when he when he fights if he doesn't get a win bonus. Um, I know someone was saying he hasn't uh, acquired many fight of the night bonuses or KO bonuses despite finishing a lot of his fights in the first round. So I guess the UFC hasn't done him that great. Um, and it just seems that I guess the cost of training, uh, getting a team in, doing everything that you have to do to fight is just more expensive than, than he can uh, afford at the moment. And plus, he seems to want to spend time with his daughter, which I guess is perfectly logical. So good luck to him. I hope he makes it in the future. Uh, I, did, I did see someone suggesting that he had uh, some other business opportunities, uh, maybe with uh, one, of the, uh, one of the other Aussie fighters, I forget now. Mm, yeah. But yeah, that's all I can really say on it. He's, uh, I'm looking at his record now, and he's had 11 fights inside of the UFC. He's He started his career 4-0 entering the UFC and has five losses with the promotion. So 
Not a whole lot of wins to speak of. Not to mention he was also injured for a period of time. So there's that. Yeah. I'm imagining he never main evented. I, I'm not going to look too deep into it, but I, I don't I don't imagine he ever main evented. And he's a light heavyweight, which means he should be making at a bare minimum 50 grand per fight. Usually light heavyweights, or the bigger the weight class, the more that they're able to negotiate, the more, you know, just... The more people you have following you on social media, you know, the easier it is to negotiate higher paychecks, too. I mean, look at Ilya Tsipuria. I think his payout was like 350000 Yeah. Right? Well, he, did not, he did not have a whole lot of fights <laughs> inside the UFC. Definitely not. So, <sighs> this is just another case of either mismanaged money or just opportunities that were never fully taken advantage of because of the losses and the time off and you know tough competition it's like a heavyweight anybody can be anybody on any given day you know unfortunately this is this is the path of fighting if it doesn't work out there's always something else you can do you know what i think a uh, eugene robinson is <laughs> an interesting character i'm not always a guy to agree with him but he says it best you know other sports beckon <laughs> I, I'm just, that's, just, that's the best you can say for him. Yeah. Just quickly looking on Wiki, uh, he's apparently the co-owner of Drinkwest Brewery with Tai Tuivasa and Nathan Cleary. Oh, okay. So, so he's got something going on, at least something to uh, invest himself into. Yeah, it would appear so. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't think that's going to be the only thing he can do. You know, he can't just sit on that. He's got to at least have something else that's coming in. Yeah. Well, an interesting thing about Pedro that I didn't really realize until he fights when I was looking into his record and stuff and his background, I didn't realize he'd been in the UFC since 2016. That's what I'm saying. He had 11 fights. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also injured. That's a, I was just going to say that. I think part of that is like you were saying, the, the injury layoff, which I don't know if that was two, two, two and a half years, something like that, maybe longer. Uh, but yeah, since 2016, the guy was in the for eight years. I still felt like he was a relative newcomer. Uh, you know, all those guys out of Australia seem to be really good, salt of the earth, kind of down to down to the earth, down to earth guys. And I hope the best for him. I hope that he was just kind of in the heat of the moment, and it was just the emotions getting the best of him. And things aren't necessarily as bad as he made them seem. But yeah, for for that long of a career in the UFC, the guy should be pretty well off. Let's just face it, like. He got fucked. He should be pretty well off. And I don't see him as the kind of guy that mismanages money, so I don't know. You would hope not, but I mean, this is par for the course for a lot of fighters right now. It's this, if yeah. they don't have something else, that they got supplemental income, you know, scraping together wins in this kind of environment is not always easy, especially if you're on the road and you got to pay taxes on your wins. Yeah. Yep. Paying for all your trainers and your camps and the travel and it's gonna be a nightmare yeah it adds up all right well i think we'll move it along here to topic number two for the day and being as a co-main in the main event weren't very much to talk about we're gonna go ahead and dip into the rest of the card here and we've got a personal favorite fight or a, a fighter of the card go ahead and shout them out and highlight them I'll say real quick the um, both the fights prior to that with uh, Alex Perez and Mohamed Mukhayev and uh, Umar Namagomedov and Bezzekt Alkaman. I thought I'm not I'm pretty sure I butchered it. I didn't really hear them on the broadcast say it, but you know he also had the issue with his record. You know, bit being adjusted rules from where he's from. So yeah. any anywho, so both fights are great. Both showed that the prospects, Umar and Mikhaev, um definitely needed to be tested. Unfortunately, it seemed as though they they picked really good people to be tested against. And, you know, Perez, I didn't think anything of him, even though he's local to California. He seemed to be the kind of guy that pushed Mikhaev to his limits and didn't really have a whole lot of additional answers. I thought he honestly won the fight, but it's neither here nor there. And Umar got clipped early on. 
got a guy who was capable in grappling and just had a hard nose win. You know, there's not much you can say other than that. It's you know two prospects getting tested, and that's great, especially the guys they were fighting. There's quite yeah. a difference in the level of performance between the two of them, though. Don't you oh, think? Yeah. Uh, no, no, it is. It's I mean, one yeah. faced a veteran, the other faced a relatively newcomer. McKay have kind of scraped to win, didn't he? Twenty nine, twenty eight. Which yeah. you've, you've even said you didn't even think he won it. Um, no, and, <laughs> no, and, I didn't. And you had, and you had Umar who came in with a thirty twenty five, thirty twenty six, thirty twenty six scorecard. Um, <laughs> Which so. is interesting because he had really the scarier moment in the in the yeah, earlier yeah, that, that first round. Yeah, it was just on the temple too. It's like an overhand right, right off the bat in that first exchange. Yeah, and he said it was said it in the interview. You know, he woke up underneath uh, Almakan uh, and then proceeded to just carry on with the fight from there. Uh, you need that sometimes as a as a <laughs> contender, especially him being from the clan that he's from, the you know yep. the Nurmagomedovs. It it's true. He he had to push through and persevere regardless of what it was, and he honestly put on a hell of a performance considering. Yeah, he, really, he really showed the wrestling chops last night. Mm-hmm. People really haven't attributed to him yet, despite the name, and he really showed it. Yeah, I've got, I've got to say something there that I thought that I did hear this. Uh, they were saying it was his his fifth takedown, so it was a new personal record for him. That's not a record; that's a failure. That means the other guy got up twice. Uh, you need to go back to work. <laughs> oh my god! I, you you got to give him the credit. You got to give him the credit because uh, he's facing a, a fellow from the Eastern Caucasus, yeah. such as him. And I mean, I'm imagining that they're all pretty pretty well endowed in grappling at some point or some aspects. But did you I, know honestly, about? Did you know did, anything about Al McCann? No, he it, it shows that he had like a 17 or 1 record when it first came up and then listening to the MMA fighting guys they said that his record actually had to change because where he was from mm-hmm. there's two organizations he was fighting in or a few, the one of the organizations had like 60 second rule max of ground uh, work which means it's primarily stand up is what All they right. you know. Yeah. If you're not working immediately for a submission and you don't have one, usually it's okay. Well, they're not going to watch you grapple the entire time. We're going to watch you stand. So that's why they took away the um, the the wins that he had, and they were considered just non, you know, unified rules, which makes sense, I guess. So that was about as much as I knew. I knew he was a. If you're coming from that region of the world and you have a record that he had, I imagine you're not a nobody. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're a dark horse as they say and the fact that he clipped umar right off the bat and then proceeded to even if he was getting taken down like you said mouse he literally got up after every exchange or fought his way up every mm-hmm. exchange the dude did not quit and i did that was the thing that was most impressive usually you have people who struggle and then proceed to fight less less and less as a, as the fight goes on he did not stop fighting and i i found that impressive Oh, yeah, there was no quitting him at all. No. It was a good showing, good showing. Oh, yeah. I wonder I wonder if uh, Khabib was watching like him, if Islam, the Islam Makachev's uh, KO uh, flashed in front of his eyes when that uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> flipped off his temple uh, there again. <laughs> I know he did for, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Javier? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mendes, yeah, over there in the corner. Yeah. Brief, uh, his his butthole puckered for a moment. <laughs> he's like, I will never hear that. Yeah, well, it was, would have been the same warning, wouldn't it? That's where he told him, you know, he's striking is really dangerous. All right, you can have one round with him, and then bang, you're unconscious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens. But yeah, Mohammed McKay of not really the most impressive uh, performance I've seen from him. Did you think he won? I didn't. But that I, I thought Perez did pretty well in the uh, second and third round. So I, I don't know. I, did you guys I see anything different? I wouldn't have objected if they'd scored it against Mikhaev. No, but I didn't. I thought he probably did enough to win. I don't know what Lazy thought. But... I, I was just gonna, I was gonna say basically the same thing. Like it was one of those sort of fights that 
it's just sort of teeters on the precipice where it depends on what kind of judge you are. It could have gone either way. And as a fan, you can't be mad about, you know, even if that's your favorite guy, if Perez was your favorite fighter, like you couldn't be mad about him losing, really. No. I mean, he defended a lot, but you don't get rewarded for defending. I thought he did enough with his stand-up. Um, he missed a lot, but he made up for it when he landed. One thing I will add to that, though, is hopefully we get to see Perez be a little bit more active now because he's been uh, the super fucking hit or miss with his activity. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, Half of it is injury, half of it is bad weight cuts, half of it is something else here, there, or the other. I would, If I was his corner, I would imagine, we'd, hey, look, either we go up 135, you fought there before inside the UFC, seemed to have success, you're not killing yourself to make the weight class. Let's just let's try it out, you know? We want to fight more often, not be, you know, struggling. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, whatever your goals are, activity is the key. Whether you're chasing money, status, championships, you got to be active. Mm-hmm. Danger, you got a favorite fight on the card? Um, I, I could easily pick two or three, probably. Because uh, the, the the prelims were pretty great, I thought we were in for a fantastic night. Uh, get, we'll, we'll be, I know we're going to get to uh, scoring this for the card later, so I'll leave it there. Um, I've got to go for Vinicius Oliveira defeating Bernardo So Sopai. Uh, I believe they pronounce his name. Uh, a guy from the Goat Shed, um, oh, Goat yeah. Shed team from Awesome Zaidi. Uh, <laughs> The, the guy is the, 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 the guy is the Dana White equivalent in karate combat, isn't he? Is the president, <laughs> yeah. I think, for the thing. Brown, uh, his words, not mine. Don't yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I did see that one on the uh, Discord somewhere. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that fight was just brilliant from round one all the way through to round three. Um, Sopai. Uh, Got lots and lots of guts. Um, was looking great throughout. Because they're the first two rounds, really. Looked like Oliveira might be in a lot of trouble. And then, of course, round three, Oliveira, right at the end of the fight, lands that. Um, he'd been beating up in his uh, Sopai's uh, legs with uh, Shinko with half kicks. Uh, and then he hit him with one that obviously really, really stung. And then he, he was backing away and he just landed that. Uh, I, I put it down, I, I wrote it down just before launching an absolutely beautiful moment of viciousness with a perfect flying knee <laughs> that sent Sobai to the Shadow Realm. Uh, and it really did. That's got to be up there for one of the KOs of the year. So oh, yeah. I, uh, there's another fantastic KO in the show, which would have been the Ursig match, uh, Max Snell, uh, Matt Snell, so, uh, sorry. Uh, but. No, not much is going to beat that knee, that uh, that flying knee. That's. I don't know. That Ursic knockout was pretty sick, and yeah, it was also it against Matt Schnell. <laughs> I did make a note. Is is Ursic the new left up Larry? Because that was sweet. I <laughs> shake. I mean, it looked pretty sweet. So I mean, I can't it argue. Sounded it. pretty sweet as well. It's one of those strikes you're glad you saw in the apex. Uh, yeah, yeah, good or, point. I'd rather heard in the apex because that sounded like a butcher slapping a cleaver into you know a side <laughs> of beef or something. It was horrible. Yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the, then Eddie, the second one is his skull bounced off the canvas. Yeah, um, you... <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with this, Austin. I was gonna say, did you see the thing with the ref afterwards? Oh my <laughs> god, why? Fucking Chris Tyone over here. Yeah, it was that Tyone, wasn't it? Yes. Did you hear his head slap off the mat? <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, I don't know why he sounded like giddy as he's fucking telling the corner, like, hey, did you see your guy get slaughtered a minute ago? <laughs> oh, I know, as Matt's there in front of him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one sounded worse. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you'll see it back on video. You fucking yeah. dick. <laughs> Trying to give the guy PTSD there. <laughs> Right. So he's already questioning his life decisions at that moment, and you're like, let's just double down on the disappointment here. Yeah. Congratulations, son, you made it to a high highlight reel. Unfortunately, it's not yours. 
a little bit of uh, extra props to Oliveira for the flying knee KO because he had that fight in the bag. Like, he could have easily just coasted to a victory there, and he pushed for that finish. Like, he wanted to take that dude out. Yeah, it's against a 23-year-old, though. You know, the dude was, like, in it, and then he just kind of floundered in the second round and didn't really have much of a fight in the third. So I was like, I I think that's why I would have... I would have probably, if there was a knockout of the night, I would have awarded to the Ursig um, Matt Schnell fight. And if it had been a guy who was a veteran, you know, maybe a little bit more, but it's like, it's a 23-year-old kid. He was in there, he had a great first round and struggled in the second and then floundered again in the third. Like, he, his corner should have stopped the fight in between rounds two and three, or at least if there... Is it a rule now that you can't or can throw in a towel uh, to stop the fight per corner? I'm not sure. I th- no, thought you still could, but... They have to be able to stop it. Uh, throwing in the towel used to be a foul and uh, before the new unified rules. I mean, I think a ref would use their best judgment and stop the fight, but technically it was a foul. Uh, when they redid the unified rules in 2019, uh, this, it says, uh, removed as a foul, throwing the towel during competition. A fighter's corner at the commission's discretion should have the option to retire his fighter in the quickest and most efficient manner possible during competition. A corner person having worked alongside a fighter may recognize and accept what their fighter's capabilities are from past experience. It makes sense from a safety perspective to allow a corner to retire the fighter. If there is a consideration that debris in the form of the towel entering or cage may contribute to the disruption or confusion in the contest, then colored towels or special towels might be a consideration to be used. Right, okay, that makes sense. So visible but not interfering. Yeah. Okay. So so you're telling me that if I can't find my towel, I can't throw a banana peel in there? (laughs) Oh, my God. Just toss a banana peel. No, shoot. The rules say if a towel is not available, grab the nearest shoe. (laughs) It does say that? No, it doesn't say that. Oh, oh, I was going to say, Jesus Christ. George W. Bush is somewhere shuddering right now. <laughs> Who throws a shoe? I thought you'd have thrown a shoey rather than a shoe. Hey, Helios has a shoey. That's true. Shoey Vasa. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like that should be a thing that should be more acceptable in mma like you say you're talking to your 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 coach or your corner and you think you're you know you're struggling in a fight it's not going to go well you're you've got an injured leg or your hands broken and you know you're like well let me let me let me go out there and at least try right corner says well we can stop it in between rounds or you know we we can give you a chance most coaches are going to give you the chance in mma boxing it's different but except for the main event for tonight, but you know, the, um, which wasn't even by their corner. The corner was kind of ignoring his pleas, which was a whole nother thing, which was great for Mark Garter to do. He called it out right about, and the yeah, minute he said, yeah. I can't see Mark Garter was like, no, no, no. That, we're done. <laughs> like, Fuck this shit. yeah. So I want to go home, you know, I have a whole flight to catch and shit, but no, um, but in this fight, I feel like you could have called the fight sooner than what happened. Cause like he, he was like a couple of seconds from, getting to the end of the end of the round anyways and end of the fight i feel like you could have avoided that entire third round and it would have been fine you know yeah. no one's going to question the kid's heart he got his ass kicked in the second and had a tough scrap in the first you know he was arguably winning the first but neither here nor there i feel like you could have avoided the knockout and probably saved some brain cells while you're at it i think that was he was a short notice fill-in too i'm almost positive which I mean, the size discrepancy between the two also like they looked like different weight classes. Yeah, one looked like a flyweight who wasn't cutting weight. The other looked like a featherweight who cut that bantamweight. <laughs> yeah, even even a uh, kid, Big John McCarthy, who I can't stand, and uh, Josh Thompson, who I can stand even less. They were commenting <laughs> on this morning on on weighing in. They were saying how like big they're always talking about. Oh, these are big featherweights, big big lightweights. But they were saying Oliveira looked just massive for Bantamweight. Just huge. No, yeah. All right. So uh, myself, for my personal fight of the night, 
I got to give it to Christian Leroy Duncan for oh, his bout against Claudio <laughs> Ribeiro. Uh, got the TKO stoppage, minute 57 around two. Duncan's only 28. He's now 10 and one. Uh, come on, it was coming off the uh, decision loss to Petrosian, but he's now on a, a two fight win streak. So he's got racked up two dubs in a row. Uh, I think that Duncan, he must have like seen something going into this fight because he came out fucking loose. He was aggressive and mean. What, like, he needs to be more mean. I think Bisping mentioned that on the broadcast. Like, you need to have some anger when you're going in to fight a guy, like, especially as a stylist like him. You got to have some anger behind your, your attack. So it was a good sign to see him coming out angry like that. Uh, he was mixing up the strikes right off the bat, hit that uh, nice spinning back elbow, some front kicks to the body, even threw a weird ass like fucking jumping thrust kick like you do when you're a little kid, like a ninja kick. <laughs> uh, it was fucking controlling. It, it was a beautiful demonstration of control. I'll put it like that. Uh, he controlled his opponent and he was controlling himself. His cardio, you could see his mind was in it, his body. Uh, he was doing the John Jones grabbing the wrists and doing the elbows. That was fucking sweet. Uh, just, he, just, he landed one of those in round one. That was the first thing that seemed to. Well, I don't know if it was a grab forward or it. It he threw a forward forward elbow. That was yeah, the first from like the standing position against the fence. Yeah, yep. yeah. And it seemed that was the first thing that seemed to work Rivero up because he'd just been stood in the middle of the cage up till then. Yeah, he was just standing there taking shit. <laughs> Well, but I was yeah. going to say, he uh, he seemed to take the lessons from the fight he had previously where he lost to this, uh, I guess, the decision, if I'm not mistaken, right? It was, a, it was a, in, in London, if I'm not mistaken, too. Um, the, he just uh, seemed to be more active and put a little bit more effort into yeah, damage, yeah. which was great uh, to see. Yeah, that was the loss to Petrosian. Yes. Um, but yeah... Well, He's been training in Birmingham, hasn't he, with Leon Edwards? So that can't hurt. No, that's 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 good. That's good for him. Yeah, put We're some good. effort, you know, into game planning. <laughs> see, see you and Gary. If you're not an arsehole, they'll let you train there. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, just to, to wrap up on that though, just. Uh, I would say CLD was my, he was my fight of the night or my fighter of the night, just because he's really showing that constant improvement from fight to fight. Now, since that loss, I think that loss was the best thing that could have happened to him because it lit a new fire under his ass and it took away that idea he had coming in that he was perfect and he was just going to fucking buzz through guys. So yeah, he's constant, constant threat based on that creativity he's got and that striking acumen and, very interested to see what he does over the next handful of years because 28 middleweight, you know, it's a wide open. Yeah, he's got plenty of years left there. No, oh, yeah, he's got time. He's got time. There's no rush right now. Just stack the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> cool name, too. Christian Leroy Duncan. Yeah. <sighs> Three first names. <laughs> Yeah, the rare trifecta first name. What about that? Uh, can, can I just bring up one other fight before? I don't know where else we're going with this, but uh, Ludovic, Ludovic Klein defeating AJ Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, uh, Klein, uh, just like clean, vicious, very nice performance. Uh, landed that absolutely beautiful front body kick that dropped Cunningham, uh, who had a pretty horrendous uh, upbringing by the sounds of it. It makes uh, Sean Strickland's family life look uh, a little tame, quite frankly, from what I heard on the broadcast. Um, but the the thing I wanted to bring up here is, uh, Austin, you were the only person on the Discord who picked Cunningham. So, Dave, insert, but why gif here, please? And answer away, and answer away Austin. <laughs> to defend my own decision, it was pretty much because I did the OK bet this week, and... Um, I, I wanted to play dangerously. Okay, Thank okay. God I didn't actually have any money on this, so I just doubled down <laughs> on the pick and the uh, money bet. So I think there was I, a reason, but I just yeah. was curious why. Also, it doesn't hurt to be the one guy that says, oh, you know, everyone on the Discord chose 
you know, glued <laughs> Vic, and yeah. I'm like, but I chose, I chose the other guy. Yeah, it, it is what it is. I, I kind of chose to on the whim, so I was like, because yeah. I, I forgot these were morning fights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I forgot these were morning fights, so I was like, I, I saw everyone already picked, so I was like, I'll pick the, I'll just be the different one, whatever, why not? <laughs> oh yeah, being on the West Coast, these were early, early for you. Yeah, yeah, fights started at ten thirty. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't think of that. Oh, I I do want to add one last thing for the fight card itself. Um, for the fights, the opening was uh, Abdul Karim Al Sawadi and uh, Loki Radz- Radzimov. Uh Loki, who won the fight, and this was a fun fight to watch if you wanted to watch a fun lightweight scrap. Uh, was in the PFL not too long ago and fought for the uh, the lightweight title against uh, who was it Rush Menfio and lost a close decision. Since then, he's kind of been you know hit and miss with other fights and then lost and then won again. This is this is a man who's a good lightweight. He's a little older, but um, he's definitely a guy you'd want to see fight more often. Fought. Al Swati, they both came to fight, and that was the thing. And you, yeah. you both, you both of these guys, you know, they were the opening fight, and I think they set the tone for the night. And it was, it wasn't just a slobber knocker; it was kind of technical. Wrestling was involved. Um, you know, both of these guys are pretty, pretty stacked. You know, stocky. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Loki has like a back, like a, you know, a goddamn middleweight, and he's a lightweight, so that tells you something. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it was a fun fight, other regardless. All right, guys. So now let's just give our um, brief little rating of the card here. What would you rate this card overall? You want to go first, Mouse? Uh, I need to think about it. I'll go first. I'll go. I'll go. I ain't gone first yet. (laughs) Ah, boy. Well, see, this herein lies the problem because. First half of the card, fantastic. <laughs> More than first half of the card, I'd say. Shit, probably seventy-five percent, eighty percent of the card was was damn good. The fun fights, Honest. yeah, honestly. It looked like we were heading down the path or noon, morning, wherever the fuck you are. Yeah. Uh, all in all, <laughs> we we really fell off the fucking the the rails there. Went off the rails at the end with the co-main and the main. So, yeah. Despite wanting to rate it lower, I'm typically the hardest on the ratings here. You I'm gonna, me. I'm gonna still give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. Oh, that's generous. It that's is. Very generous. But Especially the rest, of, the rest of the card was, it was really fucking good. I mean, we got to see a lot of uh, uh, questions get answered. Uh, the fights themselves, outside of the co-main and the main, were really good. So, yeah. I liked it. Seven. All right. I'll be the contrarian and say, uh, I know I think I gave a 6.5 the last card. I would say this one, I'm going to be uh, a six. Unfortunately, the main and the co-main just kind of dragged on too much. You know what? Yeah, I'll stick to a six just because of the main and the co-main. Uh, but the fight card, honestly, up until that point was probably a 7.5. And then the main and the co-main kind of just dragged it down to a six for me. Is what it is. You know, I can't. Yeah, I feel like if they if they put Makayev and uh, Umar towards the like replaced it. Per, per, if they replaced you know the the main and the co-main with Umar and Makayev, honestly, that I think it would have probably been closer to a seven point five for me. Yeah, I think we just need to flip the order completely on the uh, main card. Urseg uh, headlining Umar. <laughs> uh, domain Mohammed Mohammed uh, Mikhaev in where he is now because it wasn't start from the start from the heavies and go go to the lights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have been much better on that card. Like you say That's undercard. Fair. Yeah, the prelims were fantastic for the most part. There wasn't really a bad fight on there, and a couple of decisions on there. But um, it is what it is with those. Uh, there were plenty of exciting uh, stuff. Uh, God. What do I give it? I want to give it really, really bad just because of the main <laughs> and the co-main. 
and I can take points away from Mikhaev's fight. It wasn't very exciting. The rest of it is so good. I'm going to have to go... Fucking hell. Um, I will stick with what I, did, I scored last week, I believe. 6.25. <laughs> knew that was coming. <laughs> At least uh, the five part. Yeah, no, I figured he'd be the contrarian here, but you know, I was hovering between that and maybe five point three three or six point three three. I really didn't know. <laughs> I must have been in a good mood this week. I'm fucking yeah, generous. So. Yeah, might have been that boxing fight you watched. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. Don't don't let me forget about that. <laughs> no, no. I gotta bring that up for my guy Daz. Me and Daz were fucking tuned into that shit. <laughs> nice. All right, so I think that about wraps that up, guys. But uh, before we move on any further, we need to take a quick station break, and we will be back in just a moment uh, after this quick word from one of our sponsors. Here at Easy Life Homemades, we want to make products that make your life, well, easier. Our commode wheelchair does exactly that. Whether you're settling in for a six-hour live stream waiting for Dana White to announce the next UFC main event, or you simply want to settle down for a movie night and maybe watch the entire extended version of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the Easy Life Commode wheelchair is exactly what you need. No more peeing in a bottle under your desk? We know you do that, and we know why you do it. You don't want to lose that audience now, do you? So rest easy on the Easy Life Commode wheelchair, as used by the MMA guru. And we are back. Huge thank you to our sponsors there for that promotional consideration. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move on now to a uh, third topic, final topic of the day. Because this card was so lackluster for the co-main and the main, which is supposed to be the whole premise of this show. We're supposed to just cover <laughs> those two fights, but these sucked. We're going to do a little generalized combat sports roundup for the weekend. Because there was a fair amount of events that went on. Uh, so, let me list these off here. We had the Game Bread Bare Knuckle MMA number seven show, which featured uh, Junior Dos Santos taking on Alan Belcher for their heavyweight title. Had the BKFC Prospect Series. We had one championship, uh, which had Anatoly Malikin taking on RDR for their <laughs> middleweight title. Was it middleweight? I believe so. And then, uh, of course, as I just mentioned a little bit ago, the top-ranked boxing main event for the vacant WBA featherweight title, I'm going to probably botch this name, Otabek Kolmatov versus Raymond Ford. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught any of these events or seen any of the highlights or if you had any thoughts on any of these managed to catch a few highlights before the show but that's about it <laughs> i caught the highlights as well i was not uh, able to see because i had to rewatch the uh, i was able to watch like some of the fights last uh saturday or saturday uh where you watch the 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 card uh for the ufc this uh, morning and then um went about to look at the highlights and articles for the um, other events. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the way one does it, it's 265 for their heavyweight, 225 for their light heavyweight, and their middleweight is 205 because one decides to do stupid things with their weight classes. <laughs> yeah, no no weight cutting, a.k.a. Uh, guys are still weight cutting and just coming in huge. Yes. <laughs> but no. Uh, other than the uh, Junior Dos Santos uh, killing Alan Belcher's future endeavors, you know, that, uh, you know, <laughs> that was a, that was definitely a moment I was had to go back and look at. It was, it's good to see Junior still doing, you know, uh, I don't want to say high or, or competing at a high uh, level, but still serviceable and you stick them in there against a similarly uh aged and skilled guy and he's still the dude still got it he's still sharp yep it didn't look terrible nah i just kind of looked like he was in there you know typical junior you know dance is the same he just you know is a little slower but it's bare knuckle so it's basically mma just 
less hand protection. So, eh, yeah. It was a bloodbath though when I looked up from the. Uh, I was looking. Oh, at only went two rounds. Said <laughs> 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 so it's heavyweight too, so it's like, yeah, it's gonna there's gonna be a lot more blood at a certain point. <laughs> it only took uh, two rounds to turn JDS's nose into a fucking Picasso painting. <laughs> yes. Goodness gracious. Imagine trying to blow that thing. Oof. Ooh. No. <laughs> the the co-moan was fun on that one. I did get to yeah. watch that. Yeah, the, the what was that? Chase Sherman versus... Uh... Yeah, versus someone Nicholson. I've only got his yeah, uh, I the name. The fucking guy's name. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a camera angle or not, but Nicholson looked tiny in some of the shots. Sherman's tall. Yeah, Sherman's tall, so it's like yeah. everybody else kind of is dwarfed around him regardless. Yeah. Now, I want to say that... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Nicholson was a, a career like middleweight. And he came up to heavyweight just for like this fight or some recent fights or something like that. That Chase Sherman was like giving him props after the fight because he stepped up to face him. Blah blah blah. I didn't know, obviously. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> tiny man nature. Another nice left hook. Uh, another left hook, Larry contender for for that fight, Chase Sherman. Yeah. 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 Guess. After that, he he did not need to follow those that shot up. Uh, just no, yeah, he gave him five extra shots on the way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he landed two solid ones and maybe one that just kind of skimmed off the top of his head uh, before the ref <laughs> got there. Oh, we should probably mention that uh, the commentary was being done by everybody's favorite Robin Black <laughs> and also Brendan Schaub. So I got, I got. Quite, oh, I did Schaub quick... just like. I was gonna say, yeah, didn't Schaub Schaub like, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd put it on my notes. that I knew it was Schaub, but I wasn't sure if it was Robin Black or not. No, is, there, is there a more hellish commentary pairing than those two? <laughs> no, no, I would say not. Yeah, I think it was like a oh god, I don't even know how like a four or five hour long broadcast. So. Yeah. Oh, no, that's too much. No. <laughs> Five hours of Robin Black and Schaub. Oof. Oh. <laughs> I, I literally watched, like I said, I was watching it before the show, and I watched the co-main, and I had the commentary on, and then it came to the main, and I had to turn the commentary off. I could not take any more of it, uh, which <laughs> is why I, why I got distracted looking at things on Discord and whatnot, because I wasn't, didn't have anything to listen to. I, I like my Robin Black in like 60 second spurts on Instagram. <laughs> That's about all I can take. Still too much. <laughs> I don't know who made that executive decision. You know, him and Shab. What are you trying to do? Like, <laughs> Jesus. They're going after a very specific niche of audience there. I don't think those two cross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what audience that is. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So. Uh, uh, a quick little mention for Malikin, of course, uh, becoming a three-division champ. They're claiming the first three-division champ in a major promotion. I haven't looked into that, but that's what they're saying. So. That's dumb, because it's not true. <laughs> it's not like one has deep divisions. <laughs> yeah, I saw something. Uh, oh, God, what did they say? Like The combined opponents that Malikin had in the three divisions was like 15 dudes. Like that's what? all. That's all the guys he had to choose from to face. Like a combined fifteen guys. Oh for three, Jesus! That's fucking crazy. I. Yeah, everyone wants to call him the number one promotion. <laughs> <laughs> for four rounds, my tie is. Yes, which is not MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not for MMA now. No, they should just turn it into uh, Muay Thai. Why not? I mean, you probably the, glory exists. Why not just do that? You know, with Muay Thai. Fair enough. They probably they. I mean, they do the jujitsu, which I don't know who that's trying to appease. But come on now. <laughs> uh, don't don't we have a, a Dutchman on the Discord? We do, yeah. Oh, we do, yeah. Was it Lasky? Oh, uh, is that who it is, Lasky? Yeah. So no, uh, no. It's not Lasky. No, he's Lasky. Swede. Lasky's Welsh. Okay, thank you. You're, thank you, correct. My oh, apologies. 
Christian or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. that's it. Uh, uh, yeah. So we got a donk on the Discord who is uh, Dutch. So apologies yes. for RDR quitting there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! National hero quit. <laughs> hell had happened there. And uh, before before we close this out, uh, I don't know if you guys have any other mentions, but I got to get into the top rank boxing main event: uh, Odebeck versus Ford. I mean, me and Daz were both going fucking nuts on the Discord. Uh, I don't think either one of us was anticipating what we ended up seeing and witnessing. Probably one of the best boxing matches I've seen in some time. Uh, Two young dudes, both hungry, both in it to win it. Uh, the the fight had ups, it had downs, it had all the drama. Uh, both guys had their moments. Uh, of course, super extremely climactic ending. I don't want to give it away in case anybody does watch it, but some controversy in the end there. Uh, just fantastic, fantastic fight. Uh, if you enjoy boxing, or even if you don't, and, and uh, you, you're looking to get into boxing, highly would recommend uh, Otebek Kolmatov versus Raymond Ford from Top Rank Boxing. Great fucking fight. I got it on ESPN Plus here, so I can watch it back. Uh, do I, I, is it a pay-per-view, or is it just one of those fight nights? Nope. Just, yeah, just a free ESPN. Well, if you, if you have ESPN Plus, free to watch. So Yes. Score. I saw the highlights. So. First time and maybe the only time I'll ever mention boxing on the show. So. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about Jake Paul, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even know he'd fall. Yeah, he took on some uh, newcomer, and that's about it. We'll stop mentioning it from there. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. All right. Well, guys, outside of that, do you got any other? Uh... Combat sports news or topics you'd like to touch on from the weekend? Do we know if Raul Rosas and Tricios, because they were supposed to fight, and obviously this fight card was supposed to be in, I think, Dubai or Abu Dhabi, one of the two. Um, And do we have any recollection on if, you know, Uh, is is he fighting on 300 or something, or 299 or 300? I do got a little bit of news on that that uh, I could touch on here for if we're ready to move on. Yeah. All right. Uh, this right here, we're going to call this little uh, last segment here, just to wrap up, we're going to call this Lazy's Leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> so get your forks uh, and <laughs> I hope you're hungry because I'm about to serve you some fucking leftovers. <laughs> Uh, this card was initially intended to mark the UFC's debut in Saudi Arabia. Uh, however, the Saudi government would ultimately request a deeper and more high-profile card, and the event would be moved to the apex, with the Saudi Arabia show being pushed back to June 22nd. Uh, this is just two days before the kickoff of International Fight Week 2024. So they now have the Saudi card directly before IFW kicks off for this year. Uh, this card also marked Jarzinho Rosenstrike's sixth UFC main event, more than any of the current champions on the roster outside of John Jones. Just fucking mind-boggling. Uh, <laughs> the event was also, of course, like Austin was just saying, supposed to include the postponed Ricky Tercio's first Raul Rosas Jr. bout, which was initially slated for the Mexico City card, but the fight was ultimately scrapped entirely for undisclosed reasons. So they haven't said why, but instead of them moving that fight to this Apex card this week, they completely canceled the whole thing. And as of yet, there's no news for either guy. I imagine uh, they tried to screw Tushios over, like make it a catchweight and then make it on a fair, uh, make the catchweight a lot more favorable to Rosas. And then also, you know, not pay Tercios more for the inconvenience, I'm imagining. Favoring their golden boy, their golden goose? That's gotta be it, otherwise there's no reason why this fight couldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, UFC Fight Night 
Gazee vs. Rosenstrike would mark the final fights in the careers of both Jamie Pickett and, of course, Tyson Pedro, as we mentioned prior, with Pickett expressing intentions to pursue a career in bull riding post-fighting and Pedro <laughs> expressing his intent to commit strong-arm robbery in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Retirements. You gotta love them. <laughs> Two-on-one card. They're very rarely happy at the UFC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spy for the course, right? <laughs> yep. This was, I oh, believe, with it, uh, not this year, but within the last year span. Isn't this the second card that's had two guys retire on the same card? Uh, I think you're right. I can't remember the first one, though. Uh, 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 oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It was Ed Herman and somebody. Um, oh, yeah. They both, they were in the same, they were the same yep. fight. Yeah, they retired together. So that's kind of a weird thing. Nashville. 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 Mm -hmm. Their double retirement. And the the whole thing, well, I can't go out like that. I got to have one more. I'm not going away anytime soon. (laughs) Of course you're not. You you need the money. (laughs) (laughs) That would appear to be it. All right, guys. I think that about wraps things up for this edition of the Weekend Roundup. Big shout out to everyone listening. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment on the way out. Next week, we'll be coming back at you hot and heavy with a full-length episode of JBR for the UFC 299 Megacard, which Mm -hmm. means you can expect plenty of the usual shenanigans and malarkey you've become accustomed to. And uh, yeah, so it should be an awfully good time. We hope you tune in. So for No Special, Danger Mouse, and our editor, producer extraordinaire Dave, I'm Lazy Bed, and this has been Weekend Roundup. (laughs) (laughs) He did it. He did it. He did it. Look at me, I finally did it. Send me a link to the show, (laughs) Dad. Not bad. That was great. That was great. Honestly, we should probably just keep that in, like, towards the end, just so we have something that badgers between us. Do that, or we put it to one side and save it for a bloopers uh, catalog on there. This placement guy's gonna cut back on the pot, man. So fun. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So what?